0: Hello, in this week's first episode, Lexmas. Lex has a wonderful life, but will he choose to keep it? Then, in Fanatic, as the election heats up, so do tensions between the Luthers and the Kents. What explosive actions will happen in this episode? This is the Smallville Chronicles. Welcome to the Phantom Zone. Welcome back. I'm Lou Gonzalez, joined as always by Alan Muir. Hello. So this week we are checking out two very different episodes. One may be like one of the best very different episodes of the series. And the other is almost strangely poignant in many ways to right now in 2019. Very. Um, So this first episode is, like I said in the intro, it is literally... Like their version of "It's a Wonderful Life," it's a thing that a lot of TV shows end up doing in some sort of way. So, for goofy reasons, we basically get a episode that's almost entirely a dream sequence. I guess that's that's what you would call this, right? Like it's it's like a vision.
1: Yeah, sort of. Because you've got, I mean, most of the episode is dedicated to what Lex is experiencing and his. What did you say? It's a dream. Or more of a like a little a little above that.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like it, it depending on your interpretation. It's both a dream and um,
1: an opportunity.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a wonderful life or um, Christmas Carol, like kind of a situation where it's like, especially with some of the other stuff that's going on in the episode. There's like this kind of magical realism thing going on. It's their like super Christmassy episode, which they hadn't done, and I don't know if they ever revisit this kind of a thing. I don't remember. They don't. Because like we both have this and we have the Santa side story. Yeah. Yeah. More on that soon. Yeah, so basically this episode starts where Lex is meeting Griff, who will be returning throughout the season. And um,
1: he was the character that was mentioned or that I mentioned in the in last uh, the last episode we did. He was the, the one who when Clark came into the mansion when he was, I think it was Splinter. Mm-hmm. He's Lex was talking to someone on the phone and he said, I'll have to. Call you, sorry, Griff, I'll have to call you back later.
0: Yeah. So Griff is played by Adrian Holmes, who's been in a billion things. Big character actor. Um, comic book wise, he's been in. I think Painkiller Jane was a comic book, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was in Painkiller Jane before that. He was in the very terrible a reboot of flash gordon uh he was in stargate uh he obviously was in this he's been he's in this for like two seasons um he does v which is and human target and then the bigger thing he is in recently he was he's been in i think almost every season of arrow i can find it again I don't know where it went um but he's one of like the main cops in arrow so maybe last year was his last year so it's 2018. So I guess he hasn't showed up in the current season.
1: But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, wait, wait. That that can be because I would think it was Arrow season two or three, where every cop gets killed. Like they literally have, literally have to call. Like
0: he's two. been in there for it's 2013 to 18. So maybe he showed up in season three. He plays Frank Pike. So that's definitely one of the cops. I definitely remember him as one of the cops. But he's been in like big movies too. Like he's been in. Um, Elysium and Skyscraper. Uh, he, he's like a big character actor. Yeah. So basically Lex goes and meets him in an alley. He has some info on Jonathan and Lex is kind of on the fence of what he wants to do. And says so like, oh, give me 24 hours. And then the richest man in the city gets mugged and shot and left for dead on the street. And then this is where we get into our It's a Wonderful Life sequence. Yeah. So he,
1: If I'm not mistaken, he's he he's it's a zoom in on the face. And then it's transitioned to the dream. Everything's all bright and like a big comparison of how the last scene was.
0: Yeah, there's a big difference. Like anytime you're in the dream stuff, it's way very, brighter and sharp. Bright. Like,
1: and when it's in the when it's actual like reality, real world. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of it's darker.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lex wakes up and he turns over in bed and Lana's there. And not only is Lana there, she is like. Very, about to pop pregnant. She's about to blow up. And then their son Alexander comes in.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "Who are you?" "What?"
0: Yeah. Just, it's also very uh, What is that other really weird Nicolas Cage movie that they he did? I'll have oh, to look fam- it up. Uh Family Man? Yes, this is like very Family Man. So, yeah, he actually it's like almost exactly that movie. So, yeah, he has the scar on the side and then he sees the ghost of Christmas is past in his mother appears to him and says, this is not a dream. This can be your real life. If you make the right choices. And then we cut to real life, which is is in the alley bleeding out. So we cut to the Kent farm. They're getting ready for Christmas. Clark invites Lana to spend uh, it with them. And then Chloe calls who's at the planet. And it's basically like, um, you know, stuff's going on. And then we see Lex being transported to the hospitals and yeah, we come. and
1: uh, Doctor Scanlan is ha- like Lex. If you can, if you can, if you can hear me or understand me, squeeze my hand. Then he's doing. He's shining a uh, a light in Lex's eye, or his pupils, to check to see if how like what his status is. And as they do another great ta- transition, as the light is going, like it's moving uh, horizontally, it he slips back into the dream.
0: Mm-hmm. And the dream world is interesting. So basically it's been the dream world exists seven years in the future from like where we are. So Lionel's cut off Lex and Lex takes his son, Alexander to go buy a tree at the farm. They meet, they run into Clark and Chloe who are a couple. Clark is a reporter at the daily planet and Chloe's uh, publishing an expose on Luther Corp with Lex's help.
1: Yeah. Or Yeah. And, um, Basically, as her, yeah, as her source. anonymous anonymous uh, whistleblower.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we cut back to reality, and the doctors are like, um, "We need to do sur like we can do surgery, or we can't. If we don't do surgery, he's probably going to be paralyzed." I believe, right?
1: No, they they flat out say he's going to be paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, from because there's a blood clot. There was a blood clot. Yeah. that was being that was like going down his spine. And And if they do
0: surgery, he will walk or he'll die.
1: Yeah. And Lionel is not having a bit of it. He immediately says that he's going, he's going to.
0: He basically says something like no Luther will ever like be a cripple or something like that. It's like really pretty offensive. Yeah. It's like, it's the, it's not good. This is where like, this is strangely an episode where this is very like old Lionel and not like newer Lionel. Lionel. Yeah. So Clark meets chloe at the planet and she's like oh the teamsters went on strike so there's lots of presents that were collected for toys for tots that are undelivered unless he helps her out so yeah, he,
1: he he goes in is like he he's expecting what you're like he's expecting one thing he goes in shit ton of toys and he's like this i thought this this is to, i thought it was toys for tots not toys for us mm-hmm. and then we get in a very awkward scene of him of uh clark delivering presents and a girl saying you're not santa and he and his response is yeah i am i'm the new model and the girl says no that's santa and she points up the <laughs> yeah and he's and clark sees a, a someone dressed as santa claus with a with a bottle of liquor in his hand and he's sort of like wobble. what's the right word
0: word he's like bumbling and wobbling he's drunk and he's He's it's, very
1: close to falling off of the edge of the building.
0: Yeah. But it seems like he's the trying to do that in many ways. Yeah. Um, I believe Clark also eats a cookie and drinks milk in like all of the houses that he's visiting when they show it. They I think it. that's when the girl stops him is when he's doing that. But yeah, Clark yeah. goes. Um, as the guy falls off, Clark super speeds over there and catches him. And the guy's like, oh, I was going to jump because the Christmas spirit is dead. And Clark's like... No, like, you know, and basically says, like, I gave up like my Christmas with Lana to help deliver toys and basically Clark's like it's not dead and kind of sends him on his way. I, we,
1: I, I did like the uh, the uh, the actor, like I said, we or we brought it up. I brought it up beforehand. Uh, Kenneth Walsh or Welsh.
0: Yeah. Another huge character actor has been in a million things. Uh, Twin Peaks uh, Day After Tomorrow, Miracle Stargate again. Yeah, we get, yeah. It's Canada, mm-hmm.
1: and he's talking. He's saying things like "No more goodwill to like." There's no goodwill to men. I
0: like yeah, basically
1: it's, it's, just, it's like going like going. He's using a lot of the
0: Christmas language, like cliche stuff from like different stories. This is like a very quick take on I can't remember what Superman's story it was that won, like an Eisner way back in the day when he like sat and talked to somebody that was thinking about committing suicide. Yeah. And this is kind of like their Christmas spin take on that. Which, like, this, like, again, this is a very good episode, and it's like an oh, interesting that, thing.
1: There's a bit I forgot to mention. This is, I just want to mention this line because it does summarize the first season of the show. And Santa's like says, "Now let me get this straight. You gave up your first Christmas with the girl you loved since you spied on her with your telescope to deliver those gifts or these gifts." And Clark goes, "Yeah, well, I mean, I wasn't spying." <laughs> Like that is a great, that that's a great way to describe it.
0: Mm-hmm. So from here, we cut back to the hospital and basically again, the, they're telling Lionel um, if they do the surgery, like he's most like, he's going to be paralyzed and just that if they don't do it, but he's not stable enough to do it or transfer. And basically Lionel's like, yeah, well I'll get somebody else to do it. And basically gets,
1: Lionel um, comes in says he's going to be, t- he's going to be sent to the Davis clinic in Metropolis and dr Scanlon isn't he's re- he's very much opposed to the whole thing and th- this the whole davis clinic thing will sort of bleed it, sort of bleeds into the the alternate reality that Lux is dreaming of
0: mm-hmm. which we cut to right after this so Solana go to the ken's house and basically are greeted by jonathan ken who's now a senator who's like in a like bowler ass suit and glasses yeah I was like is that really John Schneider yeah he's like looking like super fancy um which is interesting that they did that and he basically is like uh says to Lexi like, you're the best person I like best man I've ever known and yeah, he's giving and Lex the humanitarian award
1: yeah and it's he mentions that ever since he's he forfeit the race seven years ago which I noticed that seven the seven years ten will show will show up again in Smallville, or at the end of the series, as as the final scene is seven years in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like it's enough time for like a lot of things to change, but not like crazy. Yeah, and you wouldn't necessarily like age up everybody as much. But yeah, basically like Jonathan basically tells Lex like, yeah, like I thought you were like this one thing and you had a chance to go one way. But when you you know, after you got a shot and gave up the race, you became like the man I always thought you could have been but wouldn't choose to be. And so like Lex is actually like kind of like, oh, this is awesome. And then he sees his mom's spirit outside and goes and talks to her. And he's just like, I've never been this happy. I didn't know like I could have all this. And she's just like, yeah, if you make the right choices, all this is yours. And he's like, you know, what, what are the right choices? And he, she's just like, uh, and then she goes away. And yeah, he's like, kind of confused. You, you'll,
1: you'll know. And Clark comes out and says, asks Lex who he's talking to and he j- just jokes and or Lux just jokes and says, I don't know myself. Mm-hmm. And He tries to get some expo- exposition from Clark, like saying things like how, how I, like I never expected to be with Lana or I never thought I'd ever be with Lana. I mean, h- how did this happen? I mean, and he, he said he sort of is sort of stuck in or a little bit sort of stuck in the time, like where he was in the beginning of the episode. Like, in the present? Mm-hmm. like how ha- Like, ha- do you know how this happened? Because I know you love, I mean, loved or loved her. And Clark just says that him they had problems. And...
0: He basically says, like, the Alex became the man that, like, she could fall in love with. And he couldn't. And that everything's yeah. kind of amicable between everybody.
1: Yeah, and, like, he's... Clark says, I'm really glad that we were able to remain friends, despite all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. And basically, as this is, like, ending, Martha comes in and says Lana's gone into labor, so they go to the hospital. Lana delivers a baby girl, and then she starts to lose blood, and she needs, like, a surgery or something, and Lex goes to the mansion, and basically he's like, Lionel, please help me save my life. And Lionel's like, no, you betrayed me, so fuck you, I don't have a son.
1: And- yeah. No, he's, the exact line was, "These are this is the mother of your grandchildren. And, he's, and he says, he just replies with, that can't be, I, I don't have a son. I don't, that means I don't have grandchildren. It's like, man, you it's asshole. Like, yeah,
0: it's like, but again, like, I don't know, I have like, my interpretation of this is like, this is uh, Lex's, that was Lex's, this is like Lex's was, version like. of everybody. Yeah.
1: yeah, because his version of Clark is regular person.
0: Yeah, and he's like so pure. Like, yeah. everybody's like a distilled version of themselves. So Lionel's like, like as bad as he's being in the real world, which we'll get to, like he is like that's all he is in this. So yeah, Lex goes back. They see says the betrayal was dropping out of the Senate race. Um, and basically when he goes back, Kalana dies, and Lillian appears again, and Lex is like, I don't want this reality because everyone I've ever loved has died. And from here we cut back to the Santa Claus guy, appears at the Daily Planet, uh, offers to help with the glyphs, but the gifts uh, because Clark was willing to give up his Christmas, and Cl- and Chloe's like, yeah, sure, and then all the presents are gone, and so they're like, oh crap, was that actually Santa? So, um, basically, then they go to the Christmas party together, and Clark and Lana get to spend their first Christmas together as it starts to snow.
1: Yeah, and as Martha says, we're gonna have a white Christmas, and and then we transfer it over to Metropolis. Lex wakes up and. First words he first word and the thing first thing he says is Lionel, and Lionel is there, and says, "How dare you play God of my life?" and delivers the whole thing about you. You wouldn't. You'd rather have a dead son than a cripple, or a crippled son. Then we get Griff coming in and saying, or like yeah. saying, "I thought you I thought you didn't make house calls," and th- he he implies that he had it. The only person or he says to Griff that I have shown my like my version of Christmas Carol, like my, my inner Ebenezer Scrooge. And he wants to live, his only wish is to live happily ever after. And the key to that is money and power. Because once you have those two things, you can secure everything else.
0: And And then we we... close on the episode with his mom crying because Lex has chosen the darkness, I guess. Yeah. The the whole thing felt very uh, Anakin Skywalker and Padme. Yes, it, it is very much that it's, like you could say this is the turning point episode for Lex. Like, yeah, he could have gone uh, in the two. This was like his last chance to go the other way. And he chooses for like strangely similar things that we will see later on in the se- season. But uh, Clark makes a decision. It's he chooses. It's like the wrong. He chooses to do the wrong thing for like kind of the right reason. Like he chooses to be the bad guy for love. To like, he'd rather become the, the villain than to lose than for people he loves to die.
1: I mean, he kind of has a
0: yeah. and Clark has, he kinda, he basically does the it.
1: same thing. Yeah, and there's there's a, an episode, in season seven called Descent, where Clark and Lex finally have it out, and they're taught they're just really aggressive. Like Lex is bringing uh, Jonathan into the whole thing, and there's a scene where. Lex looks off into the corner, and he sees his. The whole episode is basically the descent into becoming a villain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's basically his last shot at redemption. So when we in in like a mm-hmm. year when we get to that episode, I'll have, I'll be gushing about it.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I would say like for this first episode though, this is kind of a quintessential Smallville episode. So I definitely would give this like a A. I think this would be a perfect episode if you remove the Santa stuff or if they did.
1: If they just committed fully to Lex.
0: Yeah, if it was committed fully to Lex and maybe the Santa stuff as like the suicide thing would have been a good episode. I don't think they'd have the balls to do it even, to, to, even today. Um, and it would have been interesting like to do the suicide thing. But just kind of having that in there was wonky. Like the, the Lex stuff was just so good, and it shows like Rosenbaum's like amazing, like actually everybody. But like obviously this is like a oh Lex heavy episode, as are kind of both of these episodes. But yeah, it's a it's only like an A episode for me. For me, it was sort of it was in between A and A plus
1: in that Uncharted, like or in that sort of like met in between because after I finished, like when Lana died in in the alternate or in the what could have been timeline it was devastating because there's a scene when Lex and Alexander are getting ready to or when they get back from getting the tree Lex brings up his mom and how after his mom died Lionel basically banished Christmas from any Luther thing for the first for from that for on forever.
0: yeah and yeah. It, yeah, this episode does a great job of showing why Lex is Lex. Yeah, and again,
1: it's amazing how like the writer of this episode mainly did. Uh, she prior to this she had done uh, Facade uh, and uh, Magnetic in season three, but she did do the two. Or she, how many episodes were, was Alicia on? Two, three. Or three?
0: Yeah, it's did, her original, she... and then the two back to back before she's killed off.
1: Yeah, she did obsession in season three, and she wrote Pariah in season four.
0: Yeah, and she has one more episode this season, and several more after that. So let's jump to our second episode, which is season five, episode ten, Fanatic. Um, so this is, I guess, after their Christmas break, we come back to this. Uh, and
1: does, does the writer for this episode, does that name sound look familiar?
0: Wendy Merkyle. Um,
1: she was a one of the executive producers of Arrow for a good chunk of it of its run. Oh, Okay.
0: Yeah, because this is her only episode that she has written.
1: Yeah, she has right she this is the only her, her only writing credit for Smallville from 2013 to 2018. She basically was co-EP on Arrow. So it's it's amazing how these kind of things will like bleed into future sh- shows on CW.
0: Yeah, well it makes it like they're like they say the Vancouver kind of filming thing was built around like this show and like one or two other shows like in the early 2000s and has basically never left since then. Like it's like CW owns that area and all yeah. of their shows. But Batwoman are filmed there because Batwoman's filmed in Chicago, I believe. I so, am surprised. Yes. Well, I think like they kind of had to because it's like a completely different like they need a bigger city to be Gotham.
1: That, and it's been Chicago ever since.
0: Dark Knight. Uh, Yeah. So this is an interesting episode. So we start off with like a, at the end, and then jump back to the beginning. So basically we have like a sniper rifle aimed at Jonathan Kent, and then it kind of pulls out, and we see that it's Lois, who then fires a bullet that is going towards Jonathan. And then we come back 48 hours earlier. Yeah. And so yeah, Lex is meeting with. Kansas Central Kansas A and M students, so basically the school that Clark go, goes to, for like his young people for Lex group, and so one character Samantha Drake has to have a picture with him. She's like a super fan, and she's wearing like a Lex charm around her neck, and Lex is like, "This is creepy." And basically, Lex leaves the meeting. He gets a call from Griff and says that he has evidence against Jonathan. And they arrange a meeting. Um, however, Lionel gets there first and gives him the money for the envelope. And Griff is like confused, but he gives it to Lionel and then Lionel burns it. Like, I think he burns it in front of Griff, right? Yeah. So from here, we see the cancer getting ready for a photo shoot arranged by uh, Jack Jennings, who was the former senator, uh, his campaign manager. And they're all dressed in like formal business clothes. And they're like, oh, this is weird. And then Lois is like, yeah, this is like not who the Kents are. And Jonathan agrees and fires them on the spot and hires Lois to be his manager instead. And then Jonathan gets a weird call telling him to drop out of the campaign. And he's like, don't call here again, hangs up and takes his heart pill, you know, which foreshadowing.
1: Be, yeah, heavy. It's like that. it's not it's not even foreshadowing. It's like, hey, this is going to happen soon.
0: Mm-hmm. So we cut to Lois is putting up election posters and then we see the uh, woman from earlier, Samantha's tearing them down, claiming that they aren't regulation size and they have like an argument and Lois will back down. She tells her buddies they need to play harder. And then,
1: um, yeah, I wasn't expecting, I, I, I remember watching this episode when I was going through my rewatch, like earlier in the decade or in this decade. And I, when I saw this, the scene where the students relax, uh, what they what happens in the barn? I was like,
0: okay, they they can, yeah, yeah. It's like it's very strangely like you can compare them to kind of like hardcore extremist groups in current day. So basically, uh, Samantha and her group go to the farm. They corner Jonathan and beat the crap out of him. Um, Clark and Lana. Then we cut to Clark and uh, goes to Lana and Chloe's dorm room, and Clark and Lana get ready to leave. They decide. Um, They stay in and, like, hook up. And then Clark kind of, like, has a... uh, They're about to get busy. And Clark is like, oh, no, I, I can't. And then leaves. And basically, Lana's like, you know, we haven't been physical since you died, which is, I guess, interesting. She's like, it's, you know, it's weird. And Clark's, like, you know, moving to Metropolis and, like, you're, like, kind of being obsessed with the astronomy. Basically, he's just, like... He's trying to. Yeah. De- he's deflecting. Yeah, he's trying to say like it's her when it's obviously not her, and the Lana's like, "You know, you're a dick, and like, go leave, like, get out of here." And Clark,
1: yeah,
0: uh, and she, like she leaves, and so Clark goes to the Daily Planet to talk about talk to Chloe about the relationship problems, and then Chloe's like, "Um, I really, why, yeah, yeah,
1: it's like why, why, why come to me with
0: this? You know, like, which is, is like he's basically like you're the only one that knows, and she's just like you know how I like have feelings about you, which." She's kind of said that she's let go, but that never happened, really. Um, And basically, is like, yeah, like, I haven't tried to with Lana, which kind of, they're hinting at the really, I can't remember the story, but, like, it's, like, a joke for forever that, like... Oh, from All Rats? Yeah, but it's based on, like, a, a comic at some point where, like, he needs to, like... Basically, Clark is unsure of, like, what would happen if he... If he slept with with uh, Lana, Lana, like or... if he would get too excited and he could hurt her, and it's definitely like a kind of nod to that original story of like which they've done in multiple characters, multiple comics. Like, could sleeping with like a somebody who's that powerful actually kill the person if they are just normal? And yeah. it's heavily implied that that's what he's kind of getting at.
1: Well, if you remember what happened at the end, or at like near the end of uh, Elseworlds, they sort of imply imply it again with. Like when Clark and, yes. and Lois go leave to go to Argo because
0: they need to like depower the baby. Yeah. For her to have the baby. Yeah. Which is interesting because they're getting their own show. So. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Then I'm glad because those two deserve it. Oh, they're great. I love her version of Lois, too. So basically, we get that. And um, Chloe's like, you're going to have to tell Lana at some point because, like, this is not a conversation, and like you're gonna have to deal with this.
1: And she may she's gonna figure out sooner or later, considering mm-hmm. everything
0: that's been going on. Yeah. So we cut to, uh, which is weird like to kind of cut to Lionel's talking to Martha and basically, like, I'll fund the rest of Jonathan's campaign, but she's like, no. Um, the run has been very stressful on him, and she doesn't she actually like doesn't really want Jonathan to win because of his heart condition. Yeah, he wouldn't.
1: It'd be like FDR in his uh, third term.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you know, Martha and Clark go home and they find Jonathan's hung upside down in the barn, which depending on how long he's been there, that could be very dangerous. Like, it seems like he's been there for a long ass time. If they if they like if it if it was real,
1: he'd be dead or have a lot of brain damage.
0: Yeah, he would have had like at his with his heart. He would have had a stroke or a heart attack. So they get him down and they rush up to the hospital. But Jonathan's like, I'm not going to postpone the rally. He's like, Yeah, I've been receiving threats. And Martha and Jonathan argue about it. And Lex shows up at the hospital and he's like concerned, but he's like, I had nothing to do with this. And they're like, Yeah, okay, Lex, like, sure you didn't. So they get the poll numbers and they basically like after the attack, like Jonathan's numbers actually go up. And so we cut back to Samantha, who's like, Now is like, All right, the only way to do this is to kill him. The other two members are like, no, we're not going to do that. So then she yeah, kills them.
1: Yeah, because they're like, this is a little extreme.
0: Yeah, and then we get like this weird American history X kind of moment where it's her shaving her head. It's more like
1: uh, the Eminem Stan music video, <laughs> where it's. I mean, it is perfect that it's with the Eminem, Eminem one, and it was it's Stan, and with this it's Sam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically, she. I mean, it's she's she's putting she she's putting Lex up on a pedestal and worshiping him.
0: Yes. It's yeah, and it's weird. Like everything is like she it's like she loves him in like a weird stalkery way. Obviously the name of the episode's fanatic, but she also wants to be Lex, which is why she like shaves her head. It's like this weird like they she's like deifying Lex in this weird way. Yeah. So we go to Clark and Chloe, they trace the phone call um the phone calls to Jonathan to the student group and Clark kind of is like, admits like, yeah, Jonathan's been weird. Like my dad's been weird since the campaign started. And Chloe's like, you know, since you save lives every day, like this is your dad's way of kind of trying to do his own thing. Like and do the same thing. So Clark goes to the student headquarters and he finds the students dead and realizes that Samantha is probably going to the rally. So then we cut there. Jonathan's preparing to give the speech and Lois runs into Samantha and she's like, oh my god, you're a crazy person. They have a fight, and Samantha um, like gets the upper hand, and she basically has a... Um, she forces Lois to shoot Jonathan, but at the last second, Lois attacks Samantha, but Samantha grabs a rifle and gets a shot off before Lois can grab her. Just as Samantha shoots, Clark enters, and basically we enter the bullet time, and he's like running. Can, you just, supers-
1: can, you, can you just mention the bit that's the, the sort of like the wiki? That someone edited on this, uh like,
0: the whole ironically bit. Oh, Clark enters, uh, enters the rally, and he hears the bullet, but bullets oh, yeah. travel faster than the speed of sound, so he wouldn't be able to... Like, if he heard it, it would have already, like, been gone.
1: Yeah, I just love when things like this happen, when they <laughs> yeah. when they try to break... where they just break, try to, as much as they can to break it down.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, but Clark goes in, he uh catches it, nobody notices... However, people hear the rifle shot and freak out. Uh, Clark gets to the booth, and Lois has Samantha pinned down. So like, basically she basically everyone's like, oh, Samantha just missed, even though she didn't. Um, Lionel and Lex argue, argue about Griff, and Lex is like, yeah, you paid Griff off. And, Ly- and Lex is like, why do you keep like undermining me? I don't understand why you don't want to support me. Um, which is interesting as we get to the end of this episode. So Clark and Lana have their meeting in the barn, and basically... They're talking about how they want to slow down their relationship. And Lana's like, you know, you're not totally wrong. I've been studying the meteor showers. I don't think that they're random. And I think I saw a ship in the, I bet there's a ship in the first meteor shower because I saw one in the second one. And I think it's been in smallville this entire time. And Clark's like, Oh shit. Like she's like way further into this than he thought she was. Yeah. And so we're kind of left of, he's just like, which is one of the annoying things in the show is that like, it's kind of built into the fact that, like, he takes so long to kind of... Because he actually, like, after Pete, he doesn't tell... Does he actually tell anybody else, or did they all just find out on their own? Because Chloe gets shown, Lana uh, gets shown.
1: Uh, well, the next person to find out is obviously uh, um,
0: Vic. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't tell anybody. They all just kind of, like... Assume. Well, they don't assume he's an alien, but they assume he has, like, abilities. But, like, he doesn't actually go, like, all right, here's the truth. Because um, I don't even remember if at this point... No, no, at this point, Chloe knows that he's an alien. But, I mean, like, he doesn't actually, like, sit down and, like, tell anybody. I don't even remember if he tells Lois or if she ends up finding out on her own as well. Uh, Lois finds out on her, on her own, and then
1: uh, Clark decides to tell her.
0: Mm. And- but, I mean, like, he never actually...
1: Yeah, does lo- the thing
0: and actually sells somebody the truth. Like, they just kind of find out on their own. Uh, the next
1: person to find... Like, Lana finds out because... Our- During the
0: wedding thing. Yeah. Um. So we cut to the very end, and Lois is like, yep, Jonathan's finally ahead in the polls. We're out of money. And then we go to Martha, meets with Lionel, and accepts his offer. And they meet in a car secretly. And that is where this episode leaves off, which... There are massive um ramifications. Yeah, throughout the season and lots of foreshadowing here. So this episode I always say is like um if the last one was an A, this one's like a B, B plus. It's yeah, still a B good plus. episode. Yep. And so our next um pair of episodes to kind of go into uh, was there anything else you want to talk about this this one? It's a good episode, it's just like I don't I think most uh, of the interesting stuff is like the ramifications. There's there's a bit there's a- like, there are certain
1: continuity bits. Like, obviously, the whole when Lana's but when Lana and Clark are talking, talking, Lana mentions yet going to the ice rink. Mm. And I'm surprised that there's no, I mean, I know they don't shoot, they shoot at a border, but it, I mean, yeah, in Pariah, Clark, and, and Alicia had their date at the ice rink, or they or uh, season three.
0: Yeah, it's like one of the things with these shows that run this many episodes. You're gonna have stuff like that, which is why all
1: shows, all all shows like this, should be maybe ten, fifteen episodes.
0: Yeah, I would say like thirteen's a good number. Um, that's what Black Lightning did last year, and I think they're doing this year. But most of those shows are much longer, which gets very plotting.
1: Yeah, like Batwoman for for example, just got. A- It's getting, they ordered, CW ordered nine more episodes. Yeah, so it's going to be
0: 22, I believe. 23. Oh, man. So, well, let's talk about the next pair. So we have episode 99, which is like huge kind of things into the second meteor shower and all that and the Lex Lana Clark stuff. And then our second episode, which we've talked about several times this uh, season, is episode 100.
1: So, uh, do you want me to set up the clips? Yes. Okay. So, the first clip for lockdown doesn't, I, the one I chose doesn't really focus on the Lana and Lex stuff, more on the campaign or Jonathan's uh, senatorial campaign and him. Like, there's a bit certain, there's a sort, it picks, it deals with the fact, the financial situation that the cancer are in. And Jonathan decides to stop being, or he decides to actually s- start doing things and not keeping things sentimental, mm-hmm. and actually pay. It starts to pay Lois. Yes. And for reckoning, I just I thank God that it, the WB promo was still on YouTube. So it's there. Really isn't much f- footage or of the episode, but there is like. Like with the with the episode promos, I've been able to find from like the original ones that are very dated. Like last last season, the Batman Begins extra, like the oh, two nice. hours. Uh, this time, a relic of the past from like two thousand six, which was Beauty and the Geek, a show oh, that a- Ashton Kutcher w- was how ha- helped or cre- created. It was a reality TV show where, like the whole thing is that the whole stereotype is that hot girl hot women don't like nerds nerds and this is like very like it it's sort of like a basically a dating show for like nerds quote-unquote nerds and it was too early for
0: its time yep so why don't we take a listen to them right now
1: a good neighbor a man who knows the value of an honest day sport the responsibility of family, Jonathan Kent. What do you along. think? Uh, I, I, think the, I think the flag might have been a bit much. Nothing
0: since. says America left like the stars and stripes. Except maybe the name Jonathan Kent. <laughs> I'm sorry I accepted Lionel's contribution without asking you first. It was wrong Los. and I shouldn't have done it. Lois. He knows. He does? I know. Arthur told me that she's the one that accepted the money. It's a little fact you might have shared with me when I was yelling at you. Well, the decision to use it was still mine. Look, I think you are going to be a great senator, Mr. Kent. But the hard truth is you wouldn't have a chance of winning without Lionel's money. No, Lois. The hard truth is, by taking it, I'm no longer the man that you just saw on television. I'm no longer the man you married. That's why I decided to pay back Lionel Luther every cent he loaned us. How? Not having any green is what put us in this hole. I sold the back for this morning. Jonathan, that land has been in your family for generations.
1: Yeah, I've never done a thing with it, sweetheart. I, I should have sold it years ago. I was just too proud. I'm sorry. I you know, it's not the whole thing, but it certainly starts start. Here you go.
0: I'll do everything I can to help you. I never doubted that, way. So, what happens in the meantime? You know, if you're right about Lionel, he's going to want something from you. Yes, I'll find out soon enough. But right now, we have an election to win. <laughs> Absolutely. On the WB Thursday, America's got its geek on with Ashton Pitcher's hit series. Oh, my God, they killed the teddy bear! <laughs> you be in the geek too. But Thursday starts with the 100th episode of Smallville. <laughs> Central on WB Thursday. All right. Well, can't wait to listen to those. It'll definitely be interesting to talk about uh, 99 and 100. So um, don't forget to check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, You have the After Darks, you have the 3AM, you have the comic book show every Thursday. Um, Everybody who does all the shows, all their stuff, don't forget. Um, So you go rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, and al are you still working you're still working on your next step that you're doing for your new thing um how close are you to that coming out oh it's
1: actually already done where
0: oh so i'm actually gonna we're
1: actually launching in about in about like a month so or like december the we're starting in december we're gonna be building or writing content to bank like our bank content so
0: so yeah, keep a lookout for that. and if you continue listening, you will hear when the, all that stuff is ready to come out. Oh so
1: um, the 2 TV Players Club podcast keep keep focused on that feed as on hopefully by by next week, there will be a special that will be me, Josh Miller, and grin Webb talking about sort of like a mission statement, a goal for. What we're gonna try to sh- achieve
0: all right awesome
1: so when I'll send you uh I'll send you i'll I'll link you to the uh the file or the anchor po- yep. post when we do the next uh, the next two episodes
0: yep so check out our social media stuff and you'll get all that info um Lou I am Lou a Gonzalez and you're comics boy on Instagram correct yeah Yeah, and then you can keep up with everything. So, uh, and I'm sure if you keep listening to this feed, we'll update you as things happen. But other than that, I think we are ready to close out. So, I'm Lou
1: Gonzalez. I'm Alan Muir, and this podcast stands for truth, justice, and American wine.